I want to step back and talk a little bit more about maybe some uh, some actionable things and some tips and tricks, if you will. Sure. Uh, like how you know we I had mentioned organ, organizational change management, but do you have any tips or tricks on how to bring an organization along with this, or maybe someone's uh, uh, I don't know. It could be a, a, a enterprise architect or someone that's higher up enough to look at this, but do you have any recommendations from what you've seen in the field while you're doing this of how to get organizations to come along with us? Sure. Understanding the impact, um, I -hmm. think. And if you can show people within an organization that you're going to solve problems that they are living on the day to day, Mm -hmm. um, you're somehow going to make their life, their work life better, Um, whether it be their swivel chairing from one system to another or they're working on, you know, components of a process that are, you know, just repetitive or something that potentially could be automated. And it's just taking a ton of time or they're doing manual data scans where something could be scripted, right? Helping understand, hey, when this piece of work is done and I'm going to learn something new, these are the problems we're trying to solve. You know, you you talk to your coworkers and you're like, gosh, there's always something about the organization, right, that people want to complain about, right? And if you take the time to do this road mapping up front and you listen to the people that contribute to your kind of analysis as you're going through and figuring out what you want to fix or, or target for maturation, right? If you tell those same people, hey, we listen to you and these are our priorities too, it's really hard for them not to get excited um, you know, that that you're trying to make momentum across something that they found to be inadequate or that they thought could be better. And I found that passion across that one, it's like, hey, this is my idea or my leadership actually cares about my day-to-day job mm-hmm. or yeah. they want my life to be more positive at work. It's really hard not to get buy-in in that capacity. I mean, I know sometimes through project work it can feel difficult because you have people kind of doing project work and day-to-day work at the same time, but hopefully they are championing that to their peers as well. And that infectious anticipation kind of spreads as you're going. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've seen that with IT uh, actually, you know, in customers, like as soon as they start talking to a business unit or a business group, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. IT is trying to take it over again. And what you're talking yeah. about is, Getting their buy-in and showing you're trying to be a partnership because IT yeah. really is uh, no longer a silo of just technical stuff. It intertwines into everything. So there's great tips in that. Um, so from an actionable standpoint, um, what I wanted to talk about next is I know sometimes listeners out there can get stuck on the tech behind the roadmap. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's tools that we use. I know that you use tools, I use tools for what we're doing, but I thought maybe give a little section, which we're normally very high level on the podcast, but I thought, gosh, why not feed what what we're trying to do here and, and what what are some of the tools that we use? So somebody's like, oh, well, I can't use a post-it note. That's not good. I can't use a napkin. I got to use uh, whatever. I got to use Illustrator. I got to go buy a Creative Cloud, you know, subscription or something like that. What are you using, Megan, to find, you know, have the most flexibility? Um, and what have you seen used besides what you use? 
So that's funny. I mean, quite honestly, what I use most to kind of gather my thoughts is post-it notes. Um, I, I take copious notes, um, during a, uh, an interview session, right? I, I like to call it corporate therapy, you know, like, tell me all your problems, tell me what you want. And then I always end with, if I was a genie, right. And I could grant you three wishes within your organization. What would those things be? And I write <laughs> those so down good. each one on a post-it note. Um, yeah. and I put them all up on my whiteboard in my office. And as I'm going through, you can start to group those, right? You can start to see commonalities and themes emerge from those different things. Maybe their words slightly different, but you know, I really start with kind of just that rudimentary, like, what am I even looking at before I can put it into some fancy piece of technology? Um, I, I need to be able to kind of organize my, my mind. And mm-hmm. for me personally, I like to write things down. Um, I, I, kind of see patterns a whole lot more when it's just written down in front of me than I do when it's in technology. At that point, I really like uh, Lucid Spark and Lucid um, to, to take some of those back to a customer and kind of do that digital post-it note exercise and show them, right? Like the themings that we've come up with. And this is kind of how we've mapped it out, um, you know, and see if that resonates with them as an organization. What's great about that is that you don't have to be in person. Um, you can do that from Zoom and you can do those yep. little digital post-it notes and just kind of move things around um, and really have that kind of interactive experience to kind of theme theme things out and put them together. Um, to build out my roadmaps, I, I really like PowerPoint and just kind of building them out manually and kind of understanding that. But then from a ServiceNow perspective, right, there's the portfolio alignment planner mm-hmm. um, that can be a really great tool with this. Um, and if we work with a customer that has that, it's great to put their whole roadmap in that strategic alignment planner. Um, I think now service co- now calls it the portfolio alignment planner, portfolio planner, um, and putting that in there and then being able to kind of map that journey utilizing the ServiceNow platform is good. But you don't have to have expensive technology and tools to be able to build something like this out. You can have a pen and paper, maybe some Excel and probably a PowerPoint to be able to put your thoughts together and you can still be vastly successful in that component. So you don't need to let technology uh, hinder your success or desire to, to really get started on something. Yeah. What a great response. Thanks for that. I mean, uh, I have one last question is, remote or on site. Now I know there's benefits to both. Some orgs can't, you know, do both, but I got to be honest, there's times where I've been on site and it made all the difference, especially for something like this. But I was curious on your thoughts. What, what have you seen in the marketplace when you're doing these? Do you, do you recommend remote, uh, on site or both or whatever works for the company? What are your thoughts? Ideally, it's great to be able to get a group of people into a conference room for a few hours and really strategize something. Um, I think the pandemic taught us that what we thought was necessary wasn't, right? And that we all learned that we could do good work in a remote capacity. But there's something about the relationships that you build with people when you're sitting in a room with them or maybe go out for a drink or dinner afterwards and start building that personal connection so that you can understand and truly partner with the people that you're working with. If you don't have that, 
you're only working at the business level. And sometimes that can be fine. But to truly make something exceptional or a relationship long term and gosh, I really want to work with this person, right? Um, you you want to know something about them personally. And sometimes that's hard to get via only you know digital means. Um, mm-hmm. But certainly if that's what's available to you, it, I guess the, the key message is don't let technology or logistics hold you back from trying something. Um, you can that. always make something work. And the ideal state could be what it is for you and your organization. But you know, just try um, and keep trying and keep going back to the well. And you'll find there's many different ways to do things. Um, Cask has several, you know, tools in the toolbox in this capacity and, and different approaches. And if we see something that's not working, we try something else. And we're constantly going back to that to make sure that for the specific yeah. situation we're in, that we're doing the right things. Right. So, um, Again, just to answer your question, in-person is super, but digital or virtual is certainly um, something that can work across the board. Yeah, great, great. So Megan, I've got one last question for you and it's gonna be surrounding like, did I miss anything? Do we miss anything in the questions? Something else you would like to to share with our listeners on the podcast that, that would be valuable? Sure, I think, um, you know, when you hear the term strategic road mapping or, you know, business value, it may feel intimidating that maybe you need to be a really big organization um, or have, you know, a really high profile name or, you know, GE or or Kellogg's or, you know, Zion's Bank Corporation, right? But you don't need to have a high profile industry placement to be able to make a difference in your organization. Um, You can start small. You can work into something that's long-term, even if it's very small pieces. Mm -hmm. And a small group of people can do really, really good things. Um, And if you can find a great partner to kind of help you with that, they can supplement in areas where you might have gaps from a resourcing perspective. But don't let the thought... um, you know, that maybe we're not big enough or we can't be strategic because, you know, we're maybe new at all of this. Like, it's okay. Um, You can grow and mature that roadmap as you go. And it's never done. It's never finished. It's not written in stone. You can always change it. You can always go back to it Um, and and meet your organization where it is right then. Um, And that could be your organization grows or maybe your organization gets smaller and you have to go ahead and and of revise what it is that you're looking at. And mm-hmm. it's just really important to keep in your mind that you don't have to be perfect and don't let good enough or an MVP approach get in the way of something that could be, you know, just what exactly what your organization needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that intimidation factor can really get in the way and just have confidence in yourself and, and your organization and your peers um, and likely you'll find success in some capacity. Yeah. You're kind of reminding me of if you're a, you know, if you're a small organization and I don't know, single admin or platform owner, you get a little bit of a a imposter syndrome. Again, Mm -hmm. we call these things and you said it earlier is these things are movable. They're changeable. They're flexible. You can't do it wrong. Uh, And we actually use a term here, here at Cask and at least for, I know for most of our timelines, or I'm sorry, our strategic roadmaps, we call them notional because they mm-hmm. can move, they can change. So that's such a great point, Megan. Thank you. 
And yeah. that's that's it for our podcast today. But Megan, thank you so much for joining us and the insights you brought. Uh, I'm sure people are going to get a lot of value out the out of this. And and I just want to thank you so much for your time. It was great. Thanks, Sean, for having me. It's been great. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.